Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. So today is the big day when we find out which European city will host the prestigious new anti-money laundering agency. Whoever gets it will doubtless attract a whole ecosystem of financial, legal and lobbying experts buzzing around the new honeypot. Dublin is one of the favourites, but is up against major bids from Madrid, Paris, Rome and Frankfurt. Ireland set out its stall before MEPs in Brussels last month and sitting beside the Finance Minister Michael McGrath was Junior Minister Jennifer Carroll McNeil, who is specifically responsible for financial services. Good morning, Minister. Good morning. Today's a big day. Are you nervous? Um, a little bit. We've put a lot of work into making the best case for Dublin. And as you've just said, Dublin is the by far the leading small country in this. We're up against some very big beasts, big, powerful countries in Europe, uh, particularly France and Germany, who both very seriously want this agency. But we've made a, a strong, really solid case for Dublin and its financial services landscape right around Europe. I have been to so many different capitals to meet with finance ministers, with senior officials to tell the story about Ireland, to tell the story about the strength of its financial services landscape, the strength of our law enforcement landscape, uh, and to make the case for Dublin being the right place for this. Geographic balance is really important in this decision, and we have been making the case that there is over-concentration of EU institutions in France, Belgium, Germany. You know, historically, that's where they've all gone. Mm. And we think for the future of Europe, it's much more important that you have regulatory agencies distributed right across Europe, particularly in really credible places like Dublin for financial services. And does that mean that you you think you might get support from the smaller member states, whether that's the Baltics or, or the, you know, Central European countries? We have certainly made that case and we have gotten really positive feedback from, you know, there are two Baltic countries going for it as well, uh, but uh, but really, really strong support right around the different European capitals on that basis, particularly in Eastern Europe, particularly in countries that reflect our own profile, smaller countries that would like to see a better distribution of agencies. But it's not any old accident, you know, it's not any old agency that we were going for, that we are going for. It's one where we have total credibility in being able to to manage this really effectively. Our Criminal Assets Bureau is, you know, the model that other European countries, ironically, that Germany and other countries are trying to copy. We have had it for 30 years. We have had, you know, been fighting terrorist financing and money laundering for 50 years. We have law enforcement mechanisms that other European countries have copied. And, you know, this is a law enforcement institution. It is grounded in financial services, no doubt, but it's about stopping criminals getting access to the profit of prostitution, the profit of drugs, the profit of human trafficking. It's about making streets safer in a different way, about arresting criminals from ever getting their, their the profits from, from their activities in the first instance. Oh. So we've always seen it as a really, really important social justice project and we've made that case very strongly and Ireland's legal system actually has been one where we've had a lot of success uh, collaboratively with other jurisdictions in being able to fight a lot of some of the worst crime. Now, um, if MEPs and the council who will decide this are looking for a model student when it comes to money laundering and the countering of it, Ireland may struggle. The Financial Action Task Force says that uh, as of 2022, Ireland was compliant in 17 of the 40 recommendations and only partially compliant on six of the 40 recommendations. We've still a fair bit to go. 
Well, but if you look at that comparatively in all of the other countries, they're all, it's all sort of very similar. And FATF, you know, was engaged with us in making sure everything was up to date and walked away, you know, stepped away when it realized, yes, everything was absolutely fine and in train. And we have our next review now in a number, in a couple of years. So, you know, we actually are very strong. We have had two of our, our Irish people involved as FATF assessors from our on Garda Shia for many years who've been absolutely at the front of FATF. Indeed, when one of them retired there recently, it was actually a, a, no, a note on the agenda. Agenda, she had made such a huge contribution to FATF, uh, and indeed, um, so has the other, so so uh, so have the others. Um, so we have always been at the centre of FATF and building FATF, and of course, um, you know, FATF is the leading organisation for anti-money laundering for for tackling this and Ireland has always been at the front of that but it's important that everybody goes through periodic reviews but you'll find if you look across the countries that there are difficulties everywhere and everyone is trying to get to the top standard all the time so we're, we're comfortable with where we are as FATF is comfortable with where we are. Okay you know, I'll just quote you from the report it is two years old so it's slightly out of date. Uh, fit and proper requirements however lack explicit measures in Ireland to prevent criminals or their associates from holding or being the beneficial owner of a significant or controlling interest. That sounds worrying, doesn't it? With their, as I said, FATF has worked with us to make sure everything is okay. And there's quite a lot of um, interest in beneficial ownership in Ireland because obviously it's a common law jurisdiction. It's not a concept that translates more internationally into civil law systems. And so we are constantly within the anti-money laundering work having to make particular case for the common law system and what that means in terms of beneficial ownership. But I assure you, and we made this case throughout the hearings, which I, you know, I know you, you took an interest in, that FATF has worked with us uh, and that has, you know, moved away, said, okay, things are fine now. We'll see you for your next review. So we're comfortable with where we are on those different things. But it is a constant challenge. And that's why this money laundering authority is so important. Criminals find new ways all the time of moving their money around, whether it's through financial services or whether it's through other entities like golf clubs or funeral homes. This is about making criminal money clean. And we are constantly in that competition. We have a very strong financial intelligence unit in Angarda Shia where, I mean, it is one of the leaders around Europe in terms of cooperation, in terms of results. Like we had 70,000 um, intelligence reports that we were able to process and analyze and make 17,000 intelligence reports to other European countries just last year, coming from fintechs alone. So we, because, you know, because of the concentration of fintechs and financial services in Ireland, you know, we work especially hard at this and we have very, very good uh, Garda Shikona who are collaborating in the financial intelligence unit right across Europe. So, so we are quite strong. Uh, finally, will we get it? God, I hope so. Um, you know, it certainly won't be for the lack of trying. It certainly won't be for the lack of making the strong case. It certainly won't be for the lack of putting in the effort and the air miles to go and talk to people directly, to pay the respect and the courtesy to them to turn up. I mean, I have been everywhere from Helsinki to Bucharest, right down in the in, in the Black Sea, um, to try to make the case. And in many cases, we have been the only country to turn up to small country. In many cases, we were the first country to turn up to pe- talk to and pay respect to the MEPs. Um, right. We have made the case as strongly as we can. And you know what? I, I really hope that we do get it. We're up against some very, very big beasts. Well, but I've always known that. And I've always known that even if we don't, this was a great opportunity. This is a great opportunity to tell the best story about Ireland, a small open economy at the edge of Europe and about how strong and capable right. we are in so many different things. All right. Well, we will know. At, uh, we'll certainly know by, I think it's 5 p.m. or maybe 6 p.m. I'm not sure whether it's Brussels time or Irish time today. So fingers crossed. That's Jennifer Carroll McNeil, Minister of State at the Department of Finance. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.